What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another 5 at 5 Formula 1 episode here at Slab Stocks. My name is Aaron, and today we're going to be talking about the upcoming Canadian Grand Prix and also a recap of the Azerbaijan uh, Grand Prix from this past weekend. So, first off, in today's presentation, two days ago, Fernando Alonso has announced that he will be having a new contract at LP next year, which a lot of people are wondering if Oscar Piastri is going to take his spot. Oscar Piastri won Formula 2 last year. But now he's the Alpine reserve driver, and it's seeming like that is not going to happen. Uh, Fernando Alonso just actually set the record for the longest Formula One career of all time, beating Michael Schumacher. So pretty big deal there. Uh, Alonso has having quite a bit of beef with the uh, drivers on track this season for different reasons, different penalties, and what have you. But pretty big news because uh, this is going to mean that Oscar Piastri's entry into Formula One is most likely going to be through Williams. So Williams right now is at the bottom of the grid with Latifi, who will probably be replaced by Piastri. It's not confirmed yet, but he knows he's on a tight uh, tight leash. And then uh, Alexander Alban, who's actually a Red Bull uh, owned driver, he is also on Williams. So news that came out yesterday now was that Alpine is potentially going to make Williams bring in a Renault engine if they want to have Oscar Piastri in their lineup. So going to be very interesting to see if this partnership does happen. Currently, Williams is provided by Mercedes. I mean, we'll see how this all turns out and if Piastri does end up on Williams. As for some of Oscar Piastri's card sales, a Sapphire that just released Formula 1 2021 Sapphire, his Future Stars F2 card, uh, it's a gold out of 50. The, it sold for $300, but the centering is so off on this card. I got to imagine if this was a better center card, it'd sell for a lot more because $300 seems like a steal, just you know, face value on this card. Because compared to his base, the last base sold for $50 from Sapphire. Um, now, with the news of him potentially having a seat next year in F1, as we saw last year with George Russell, and he went from Williams to Mercedes, which is obviously just a jump in team stature by a ton, uh, not entering into F1. George Russell's price has exploded. I imagine if Piastri does get that seat locked up for next year, a lot of people are going to be buying his cards, which are not many of. It's just 2021 Topps Chrome uh, Formula 1, both the uh, normal Chrome set and the Sapphire set. But he uh, doesn't have many variations. In it. It's just the the portrait, and then it's just a picture of his car. So there's only two different cards you can get of Oscar Piastri. As for last weekend, Azerbaijan, um, Ferrari had two DNFs, which has completely thrown their season off now with Red Bull taking another one-two Verstappen winning and uh, Sergio Perez getting second. And then coming in at third was George Russell with his now third podium of the season, which is amazing to see. Uh, top five in every single race. We say it about every single weekend uh, or week doing a five of five on Formula One, and that's because he's done it every single race, which is awesome. Uh, and then we also had the highest finishes of the season for Pierre Gasly at P5 and Sebastian Vettel at P6. Sebastian Vettel, before that, his best finish was P8 um, in Imola, the, I think, his fourth race of the year. As for the 2022 driver standings, yes, Max is at the top, but now followed by Sergio Perez and Leclerc with that back-to-back uh, weekend. Well, actually, two DNFs in three weekends has fallen down to third place with George Russell pretty hot on his tail. Uh, looking at another driver's card prices so far, Sebastian Vettel. This is his 2020 Sapphire variation PSA 10. Around $500 three months ago. It's now dropped 21% uh, down to $395. Now, he's on Aston Martin. They're having a pretty putrid season. A lot of people call it the green tractor, but Sebastian Vettel put in the P6 this past weekend. Obviously, moving up a couple spots thanks to the Ferrari DNFs, but still very cool to see uh, him have a good finish for the four-time previous world champion uh, when he was on Red Bull earlier in his career. For two other big card sales of Sebastian Vettel, um, in the past week, we've got two really big ones here. A Sapphire Red out of five. 
Um, that has a beautiful card there with the Ferrari match with the red uh, color of the parallel. He was on Ferrari in uh, 2020, so that's why it's Ferrari for him. But the most recent uh, one-of-one sale here from Dynasty was $1,400, which is super low um, on his Aston Martin team card now from 2021. And uh, it was the triple patch. The triple patches have been so weak in this year's 2021. It really reflects on the prices. And also with the new green Aston Martin, unless he builds a legacy there, which um, who knows when he's going to retire. It, it doesn't, it, maybe those cards don't have as much value, um, even as the Ferrari ones where he didn't win a wor- world title either, but he did put in um, a good amount of race wins. That's what we got for this week's 5 at 5. Everyone look forward to the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend at 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to turn that TV on and watch the race. What's up, everyone? For baseball today, we are going to be talking about a little bit of an Otani issue. Now, obviously, Otani is really good, but Ken Rosenthal brought out a article today on The Athletic called What to Do About the Shoei Otani Long-Term, or What to Do About Shoei Otani Long-Term, a Complicated Equation for the Angels. Now, the sto- gist of the story goes like this. Otani has a contract through... 2022 and then he has arbitration in 2023 and then he's a free agent in 2024 that means they have one and a half years left of otani before they are going to have to pay him huge huge money he also this year is the 30 he won mvp last year remember that he was insanely good this year he's the 35th best hitter in baseball with a 131 wrc plus and he has the 56th best era but he also has like 11 something strikeouts per nine innings which is really good the era was a bit inflated with like one bad start you bring that down he's a significantly better pitcher than like the 56th best pitcher in baseball and even that then era probably not the best indicator to use for this but I wanted something that was commonly understood, which is why we chose ERA. So the 35th best hitter, and let's say 56 is way too low. Let's say he's the 35th best pitcher, or let's say he's top 20 in both last year, like he was MVP. That's a man, if you're top 20 in both, that is worth a ton of money. But the Angels have this guy named Mike Trout, owed $37 million through the year of 2030, $37 million 2023, all the way through 2030, the same amount, $37,116,667. They also have Anthony Rendon, who is owed $38,571,000, 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026. That obviously is a ton of money. It's almost $76 million between those two guys. I've heard rumors that they might go after Aaron Judge. If they added Aaron Judge's like $40 million contract on top of that, they would be paying $116 million for three guys before getting to Otani. Now, if they don't add Aaron Judge, maybe the money is there to sign Otani, but he is 29 years old. And there is rumors that it would take $50 million to sign Otani. Do the Angels really want to spend $126 million a year for three guys all in their 30s, all on the wrong side of 30? Um, Otani will be 29 age in 2024, but he'll be on the wrong side of 30 in a couple years after that. I don't know. I don't know. And so for me, that begs the question, if the Angels aren't going to sign him to say a $50 million deal, who will? Because your mind obviously goes to the Dodgers and the Yankees, and that's the normal 
thought process there. Oh, they have a ton of money. They'll sign him. But with the way Otani is, I could see a smaller team ponying up the cash to get him because you are getting two players for one. And so if a team like the Orioles or a team like the Royals has a really low payroll and they've been saving money for years and they can make a splash on an Otani type and get the pitcher and the hitter and then have the added benefit that if he struggles at one, he can just go full time to the other and probably be really good at that. You have a ton, ton, ton of upside and safe side here, despite it being $50 million, that I could see a smaller team like an Orioles, like a Royals, you know, something crazy out of the ballpark, something like that. I could see that happening potentially specifically for Otani. I don't think it would happen for anybody else, but Otani pitching and hitting, I could see that happen. And so what would happen to his cards? His Bowman Chrome base auto BGS nine just sold for $24,475 on June 9th. And his Topps Chrome Negative Refractor, pretty rare, PSA 10, sold for $800 June 14th. Those are nice cards. Those are rare cards. Those are cool cards. What would happen, though? If he signed with the Dodgers or the Yankees, I think his prices would go up. If he signed with somebody that was willing to pony up the money for one guy and one guy only, and he signed with the Tigers or he signed with the Marlins or something, I'm a little worried at what would happen to his card market. And I could conceivably see a time where there will be a team that ponies up money for a guy that nobody is expecting because he is this good. And Otani is that good. He is like a 10-win above replacement player when healthy and playing both positions and definitely worth it for those teams, but maybe not worth it for your long-term investment if that happens. All right, for football today, let's talk about 2021 Prism Sales. So, you know, 2021 just came out. The boxes are pretty expensive and it has five quarterbacks. So let's go quarterback by quarterback. We'll be looking at silvers and we'll be looking at a number card. So you can see here, Justin Fields, silver, $208 on auction. I also try to grab all auctions. So bear with me. A purple of Justin Fields, $330 on auctions, June 14th. So same day, 208 for the silver, 330 for the purple. 330, not a ton of money for a, a purple of one of the top quarterbacks. $200 June 14th for a Trey Lance silver, $391 for a Trey Lance red wave number to 149 on June 14th of Trey Lance again. So red wave Trey Lance, 149 $391 silver, 200 both on auction, both June 14th. Zach Wilson, $127 prism silver on June 13th. And then you have a Zach Wilson Prism Orange Wave number to 60 for $565 on June 14th. Again, out of 60 for of one of the top five quarterbacks of a starting quarterback in the National Football League, $565. Trevor Lawrence, $410 on June 13th for a Prism Silver, $430 for a Red Wave number to 149 on June 14th, which is crazy to me that the Red Wave that's actually numbered is $20 more than the non-numbered silver, which I have to imagine there's more than 149 of them out there. And that leads us to Mac Jones, his Prism Silver, $355 on June 13th on auction. And then his Purple Ice, number 225, $406 on auction. So the Trevor Lawrence, when you compare it to this one, number 225 for $50 more compared to the 149 for only $20 more. The Trevor Lawrence didn't make sense, but you know, bear with us. So you get these prices and honestly, they're not that 
the prices are not that high. $406 for conceivably probably the nicest card you'll get in the box of a Mac Jones Prism or Purple Ice number to 225. You compare it to the 2020 product and you have a Joe Burrow PSA 9 Silver for $505, which is more than every other Silver rookie on here. It is a PSA 9, but obviously more money, $100 more at least. And then a Red Wave out of 149 for $494, which is also more expensive than, say, the Trevor Lawrence Red Wave of 430 And these are just came out prices. These prices will drop in the coming weeks and get even worse. Justin Herbert, $375 for a non-graded Prism Silver. And this is a couple years after when they should have already been graded. So, like, questionable if this is in good shape. And a Red Ice, not even a numbered card. Red Ice, Justin Herbert, $200 on June 12th auction. And like $200, you Prism Silver, Zach Wilson, 127 You could get a Red Ice, Justin Herbert for uh, significantly more, right? Well, let's look at box prices. And a first off the line 2020 Prism football box, $3,015 on June 12th. On June 13th, the first off the line of 2021, $2,100. Now that makes sense. A $1,000 difference, $900 difference. And there's a huge difference in the prices of cards. It is unfortunate you're spending $2,100 on 2021 Prism Football because you can see the prices here. $406 for out of 225 Purple Ice of Mac Jones, probably the best card you're getting in the box. $430 for a Trevor Lawrence out of 149, probably the best card you're getting in the box type of thing. And so your out of 149 Trevor Lawrence is only fetching you a fifth of the box price. That's not good. But... You see the difference in price, and the difference in price makes sense. What I'm getting to is this. Aaron put up this flawless post here, and Flawless NFL Football 2021 is releasing list price on Panini.com for $9,250. The last 2020 Flawless box sold for $9,500 via eBay best offer on May 3rd. That's insanity. Only $250 cheaper than the last 2020 Flawless Box. When you can see Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert prices compared to the prison prices, and now you're looking at this, it just goes to show you that it's in, Panini's insane. Do not buy this Flawless product. If their prison prices are comparable to jo Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert's prison prices and the box prices are comparable, that means that these flawless prices will be way worse than $9,250. And the best card you pull out of the box will likely not even get you half the money back or something like that. Don't, you know, take that with a grain of salt, obviously, because I don't know. But I'm guessing that this is going to be a bloodbath for anybody that buys this product unless they hit a one of one or like a one out of five type of thing of one of the top five quarterbacks. You hit anything else, you are going to be toast. And so... Be careful out there. Be careful. It's it's scary. It's risky. And Panini is milking all of its customers dry. What's going on, everybody? Slash Slash Julian here. Coming for Zach on this week's soccer segment for 5 of 5. Let's dive into a little bit of the soccer news that's happened this past week. First and foremost, we have to touch on the news of Darwin Nunez signing for Liverpool from Benfica, which could turn out to be a record deal for Liverpool. When it's all said and done, it could be upwards of $100 million euros which is a huge deal for liverpool considering their most expensive player prior to this was virgil van dyke which they paid 75 million for in 2018 which looking back turned out to be a very good deal this um deal comes as a little bit of a surprise to many fans considering under jurgen klopp 
The majority of players that were brought in were off of free transfers or well under $100 million. So um, a bit of a shock, but it could definitely pay off considering how well he played this past season. But uh, we'll see how he fares in the Premier League. Of course, comparisons are already rolling in between Erling Holland, who a few weeks back announced he was going to be playing for Manchester City, and now Darwin Nunez, who will be playing for Liverpool. Uh, both are fairly young. Holland is 21, Nunez is 22, showing the fees between the two and just their performance this past season through all competitions. Through 38 games, Holland had 40 goals, and Nunez through 41 games had 32 goals. Um, it must be pointed out that this comparison might be jumping down a little bit, especially from Liverpool's end, because Holland has been a superstar in world-class the past three seasons, performing at a high level. Uh, Nunez really only popped onto the scene this past season, although he did perform very well. I would say Nunez has more of that raw talent that uh, could be transformed into a world-class player, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how these two match up, especially considering that uh, Manchester City and Liverpool are arguably the two top teams in the Premier League. Some more transfer news is Aurelian Chouameni is signing for Real Madrid from AS Monaco. This deal could also turn out to be a uh, hundred million euros. Um, big deal for Real Madrid. They're adding another young midfielder to their ranks. They added Eduardo Camavinga to their team back in January. Um, so both are actually from France, play for the French national team. So it's very clear that Real Madrid is trying to bolster their depth uh, for their roster and look forward to the future, considering Luka Modric and Tony Cruz are only getting older from here. So they will need players to replace them, and it's looking more likely that Kamavinga and Chumani will be the two to do that. Still talking about Real Madrid, uh, announced earlier today from Fabrizio Romano, is Vinicius Jr. is signing a new contract with Real Madrid until 2026. This deal makes perfect sense, considering how well he's played this past season. Vinicius Jr. had a fantastic season contributing a ton of goals and assists to the team. Uh, last season, he definitely struggled a bit, um, so not many were expecting this um, him to blow up this season and do do as well as he did. So um, it's good news on Real Madrid front for both of those two signings. Here is a card letter graph of Vinicius Jr.'s 2018 Donruss PSA 10. Um, since it's a base card, it's a little bit all over the place, but you get the overall idea the past year. It has been trending upward quite a bit. Around a year ago, the price was around $55, and the most recent sale was around $104, which is an 88% increase and an increase of $48. And we also have to touch on last night's CONCACAF Nations League game between El Salvador and the United States. The uh, game was a bit of a fiasco. Uh, as you can see in the photos below, the field was an absolute mess. That's actually from seven seconds into the game, so it looks a lot better than it did at the end. Um, the game ended 1-1 after Jordan Morris scored uh, the tying goal in the 91st minute. Uh, there were two red cards, one from both teams. A bit of a disappointing performance from the USA, but it has to be mentioned that the refereeing was also a little bit disappointing. I do not understand at this point how CONCACAF continues to not have VAR at these games, especially with when all European competitions have it. I don't want to harp on this too much, but yeah, it was a very interesting game to say the least. Yunus Musa has impressed me a ton this campaign, and especially ever since he has joined the USA declaring to play for them instead of England. Here is his 2020 uh, Mosaic Peacock PSA 10, which sold on June 9th for $300. And then on May 18th, it sold for 223 
I think he's going to be a vital uh, piece in the puzzle for the U.S. going into the World Cup. And lastly, we're going to touch on the Nations League, the UEFA Nations League competition. Uh, three teams who have been struggling a lot, actually, surprisingly, are France, Italy, and England. Uh, France and England were definitely uh, top teams to do well in the upcoming World Cup. We'll see if that changes at all. Their performances have definitely not been on par with how they've been playing in the past. Yeah, just yesterday, England lost uh, 4-0 to Hungary, so they're currently in last place. And France is also in last place in their group, not winning a game. And even though Italy has, is not going to the World Cup, they have been struggling as well, uh, only winning one game and then losing to Germany 5-2 yesterday. We're back with another Flip Quest 2022 episode segment here for number 22 happening on the PWCC weekly auction. It is in 2022, and this is a 22nd episode. So really excited hey. about this one. Because we've got hundreds of gold cards ending that we're going to be looking at this Sunday. But also right now, if you type in gold into their auction for weekly Sunday auction number 22, 162 results. Not all of them are gold prisms or gold refractors, but a lot of them are because you might have something like a Topps gold label set. But Nate, I think that there's a card on the screen here that piqued your interest. It's true. And as a baseball guy, you'd think it'd be Mike Trout. You'd think it'd be Juan Soto. Anybody like that? But it is not. It is Bradley Beal. Brad Beal is one of my favorite basketball players. If you've known me for a while, you know I do love Bradley Beal. Instant offense from anywhere on the court. And I've always been a fan of his from like an investment standpoint because I said to myself, surely the Wizards will not keep him long term. Surely he won't resign. And they trade him away. You have his cards. He goes to a new team. Big, big money. Well, now the Wizards are trying to trade their 10th overall pick for help for Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, which shows me that at least for this year, they will not be trading Bradley Beal away if they're looking to move the 10th overall pick. And so in years past, I was like, yeah, buy Bradley Beal, wait for him to get traded. Now we're in this weird zone where we're like, if you buy Bradley Beal now, you probably have to wait another year, and this team's probably not going to be good enough no matter who they get with that 10th pick to contend. But the nice thing here is that it is a prism gold. These barely ever come up for sale. And so you can confidently buy this card right here and know that whatever happens, either the Wizards contending or him moving, will make this card bump in price eventually in the future. Or at least be sought after. Who knows? Or at least be, be sought after. I can't confidently say it will bump in price. But but we do know what happens when trades happen. And I I would be, if I was a betting man, I would say I'd bet on a bump in price if a trade happens. That's great. And the last sale of this actually came all the way back in 2016. I think so. I can only look in, in an eBay listing title here, so it's hard to actually know um, what if, if it was a card because there's no pictures. But it says 2012 Prism Bradley Beal Gold Rookie out of 10, $168. Just absolutely a steal at that point. Well, now at this point, maybe not a steal back then, but definitely a steal now as this will surely sell for multiple thousands of dollars it'll be really fun to see how it ends this sunday night for my segment for this week i'll be talking about the Jaden sancho 2018 tops chrome gold refractor rookie out of 50 now this is a psa 9 back in the day in 2019 i did buy a raw copy of this card and I went back and looked and there was a raw sale for this for 102 dollars way back when currently right now it's a 200 dollars bid uh but the last psa 9 that sold was over 700 dollars and the peak price of this thing was like 3300 a little bit over a year ago on, in May of 2021. Now, it's not been a great run for him at Manchester United so far. He hasn't gone into the starting lineup in a lot of games, uh, but they do have a new manager there this year from Ajax, and he also hasn't been getting picked for the English national team uh, 
any of their matches they've had this summer in the Nations League or any of the friendlies, I suppose, that they played before or whatever. Uh, he hasn't really played there for a while, which is why his prices have dropped a lot. And we'll see if what this sells for. There's still potential there on um, that play in Manchester United and presumably there for the future. Um, they, could, they could turn around. They could get new players that will help them out. The new manager might pick them up in the starting lineup a lot more. And maybe you buy it at the lowest and it turns out to be a really good deal or kind of the same stuff just keeps on happening and maybe it doesn't turn out at all. Uh, for other Jaden Central fans out there, I'm sure that the, that they want him to turn it around. So if you are a fan, it might be a good time to scoop it up. If you want to join this week's episode, please come Sunday night on YouTube Live right where you're watching this video, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be live buying cards, selling some in the near future, and also giving away slabs every Sunday. So we'd love to have you there as we talk about the market. It's always a fun time with hundreds of other collectors that join in to see what's going on in the marketplace.